Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Summer concert season is almost upon us, and if you're heading out to a country show, it'll be all about the boots. With seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more, Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges. And they ship right to your door. Go to Tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Today on the Zabecast, is Stetson Bennett the greatest college football story ever told? Or is it a total joke that a 26-year-old is playing against horny 19-year-olds? My man Hatch, the Cincinnati Bearcat, joins me. We'll get into what it's like to play with fear in football, the Cowboys' chances of making the Super Bowl, and more. All that plus what the Bears should do, but absolutely will be too scared to. Your 35-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Wednesday, January 11, 2023. Thank you for downloading. My man, Bryant Hatcher, the former Cincinnati Bearcat wide receiver turned part-time Calgary Stampeder. Uh, is going to join me here in just a second to talk some college football, some Damar Hamlin, some Cowboys, and who knows what else is on his mind. But he actually made a point to reach out and say, I got some things to say. And I said, well, then, by all means, Hatch, we will get you on the show. So now that the dust has settled on the NFL regular season and we are heading to the playoffs, a lot of accounting going on for what happened during the regular season and also a look ahead to, okay, well, who should draft who and what are teams going to do? I think this number is right. 108? 108 days until the NFL draft. That sounds about right. January, February, March, end of April. That's almost four months. You cut off half. Uh, last week, uh, first week of January, last week of April. Sounds about right. Somebody tweeted a meme that said, me on day two of 108 days of talking as a Bear fan about what the team should do at the number one, number one pick. There is an assumption that, of course, they are going to trade out of it for a bounty of picks for a team that is desperate for a quarterback so they can take, presumably, Bryce Young of Alabama. Now listen. 
That's all the presumption. Now things can and do change dramatically as the days and weeks go on. But the assumption that, oh, no, 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 we're good at quarterback is nuts if you're the Bears or a Bear fan. You're not good. You got a guy in Justin Fields who's intriguing, who can run like the wind, but is not a passer right now by any stretch, by any metric. And if you need more, here. Justin Fields led the league in sack percentage, sacks, and fumbles. Second worst INT percentage and second last among preferred starters in completion percentage despite having the second fewest drops in the league per pro football reference. Now I know people are going to go, oh, the O-line. Oh, the lack of uh, weapons. Yeah, okay, uh uh-huh. But there is... You're crazy if you think that he is a finished product. We're good to go. We don't need a quarterback at 1-1. So what should they do? What has no team in my lifetime done to solve the most critical position on an NFL roster quarterback? No team has ever gone right back to the well to take a second quarterback very high or even 1-1 with a presumed franchise quarterback that you just drafted a year or two earlier already on the roster. It just doesn't happen. Why? Because there's this feeling of, well, that would that'd make him that make the other guy kind of kind of offend him, you know? I mean, he was gonna be the guy, and now you're bringing in another guy to be the guy. Like, how is that gonna work? It's like two Spider-Man meme. Well, wait a minute, I'm the guy. No, you got it. I understand there is a certain amount of energy and a certain amount of organizational push that has to go behind getting a young quarterback who's taken high in the first round over. I get it. There can't be that doubt, that uncertainty. But at the same time, this is a production business. This is a results business. It's a pressure business as well. If a quarterback who was supposed to be the savior, like Justin Fields was, cannot handle another guy coming in, Maybe then he ain't the guy. Now, I understand from a purely analytic standpoint, you don't, you know, there can only be one quarterback in the field at a time. That's the difference between taking two wide receivers, two running backs, two defensive ends. They can all play at the same time, and so you're not wasting draft capital. But with quarterback and the position being so crucial, and with injuries, if I was the Bears and I owned the team, I would direct the GM. I would direct the coach. You're taking a quarterback 1-1. I'm not trading out of it. We're going to have two. And if you have any problems spinning it to the press or justifying it, or you're worried about, oh, that'll be such a circus, I'll have the PR department write up a bullet point list of things you can say to help handle it. I would call this the brute force method of getting your guy, of getting your quarterback. Sure, you may come after another year or two. Let's say Bryce Young is better. He wins the job, and you've got Justin Fields, who you invested a lot of draft capital in, multiple picks to move up just to select him. What do you do? Throw him away? You might have to. But if you've got the guy who's now your 10- to 12-year guy, your dude, your Patrick Mahomes, your... 
Uh, Josh Allen, and by the way, I'm not comparing Bryce Young to that. I don't even know if he's really worthy of being 1-1. I've just kind of heard that. I'm using it as a hypothetical. Then fine. So you you spent some time, spent some draft capital on Justin Fields. Didn't work out. His feelings got hurt. But guess what? We got our guy now. I would not trade away that 1-1 pick when you're a team that is obviously in need of a quarterback still, despite the bad O-line, despite the lack of wide receivers. Brute force, I'm going to pitch until I win. Sort of like the rich guy at the carnival who just has a stack of bills and says, just keep throwing. Keep throwing till you knock over all the milk jugs or milk bottles until I win that huge stuffed prize. Is it cheating? No. Doesn't look real cool. can be expensive, but you end up with a giant stuffed teddy bear at the end of the day, and that's what NFL teams, I think, should consider doing. Hasn't happened yet. Could happen sometime soon. Hard to get much better than this, right? Notorious B.I.G. with Big Papa. You know you've made it here on the Zabecast when you get your own walk-up music. That's what my man Hatch has requested, and that's what he's getting. Hello. Yeah, welcome to the big time, Hatch. You've got your own walk. You've got your own walk-up music now. That's right. <laughs> so this obviously this song uh, iconic. What does it mean to you though? Uh, just back in the day, I just um, it was one of my favorite songs. Was it a uh, was it a song? Was it like a pregame song for you playing football? No, this song was after I'm after. not football. Okay, after. After, yeah. like wind down. Yeah. It's a wind down, down song. Correct. Uh, uh, 397 million views on YouTube. Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty, pretty popular. Hatch, my man, how are we doing in the wake of just an absolute slaughtering in it a national was. championship game? I stopped watching at halftime. Because you were bored I, or you didn't feel just, good about it? I just didn't feel good. 38 to 7 at halftime, and the quarterback who had played great all year long got in that game, and I don't know if it was the big lights or he just crapped out. Max Duggan? Max Duggan from the get-go, throwing grounders <laughs> and then throwing interceptions. Then he started pressing. Oh, he was then shook. he started holding the ball. It, it was over. Yeah. He was shook, but then again, he was also under siege. I mean, the talent gap was stunning. Watch. Well, the problem was I don't know what the offensive coordinator was thinking. He didn't he didn't do what he had been doing that got him there, which was running the football to set up the pass. They had early on they ran the ball the first series and ran five yards, seven yards, six yards, and then he just abandoned the run. Really? Just didn't and, have the patience. But then you're gonna have to stitch together the perfect game over forty minutes. You're to, gonna have to. But you yeah. need to control the clock. And the way to control the clock and keep George's offense off the field is by running the ball in yeah. time of possession, yeah. throwing short, quick passes. They were trying to throw the ball downfield. Yeah. 
60, it was awful. 60 awful. minutes. I said, I said 40 minutes. I had college basketball in the brain. Right. At one point I asked on Twitter hatch, I go, is there such a thing as running up the score in a national championship game? <laughs> they sure did. I mean, that, like that that's hard. To, yeah, that, that is bad. Well, so people were asking me today. They're like, so does that make TCU frauds? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, I don't like the term fraud in sports because I'm a big word guy and I believe words mean specific things. Fraud is an intention to deceive or or steal money from somebody illegally. No NFL team, no college team, no sports team ever intends to, you know, be more than perhaps we thought they were. I think TCU was more like a, a shooting star. Someone else said, well, if they're not a fraud, were they a Cinderella that just got crushed? And I said, no, they're not a Cinderella because they play in a power five conference. I right. just think they were a shooting star team that caught everything right in one brief moment, but they flamed out right before they had a chance to win it. Just like you want me to give you, I'll give you a, a base, a basketball um, analogy, analogy or comparison, comparison, comp. not analogy comp Gonzaga, which one, because they've become a power now. Yeah, they have, but they haven't won. They get into the national championship game and lose bad usually okay are they, they are they are they frauds are I they call anybody a cinderellas because you play you play to get there so nobody's right. a fraud you earn your way to get there what happens is the same thing gonzaga has become a power but they've become a power to a point they haven't won a national championship no they were runner up runner up in 2017 and 2021 look at the score Baylor destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I, I would say I wouldn't call Gonzaga a fraud, but they are. No, a, I never called anybody a fraud. Well, I, I don't know. call anybody a fraud. Yeah. I know. I'm just, let me just work through this here. So okay, for those that might want to say, but they play in such a rinky-dink conference, I agree that they're not a fraud, but Gonzaga is sort of what I call a side door power in that they get into the tournament via the side door where they're playing a bunch of rinky-dinks all year long. They do tangle with the heavyweights in November and December mm-hmm. in these preseason yep. tournaments, Yep. but they don't have to play an equally heavyweight program on a Tuesday night, uh, on, a, on a cold night in the middle of winter when you're not feeling your best, and the other team is like, fuck yeah, Gonzaga's in town. Let's beat their asses. Right. And that's what you know every other program is? does at a major conference. So Right. And you know who that's been to them? S- San Francisco and Santa Clara. Yes. Or or, or who's the other one? Mount St. Mary or St. Mary's. St. Mary's, yeah. St. Mary's, yeah. yeah th- those, those programs that's have it. clipped them at times, but they're nowhere right. near. Near, right. Yeah. So anyway, so back to the TCU thing. Um, right. I think it was a great story. I think, I think the, uh, the Stetson Bennett story, is maybe the greatest college football story ever told. But some people are really chafed that he is 26 years old. Now, we'll get 25, to the- which is dumb. Who cares? Okay. I can tell, and I'll give you plenty of stories on people that are that age okay. that play. Let me put away the 25 for a second. Here's why I think it's a great story. I mean, the kid comes to Georgia with a stupid haircut and a silly mustache. And he's like, I want to play quarterback for you guys. And they're like, yeah, all right, kid, whatever. And he quickly realizes they're not going to give him a shot. So he's like, all right, fuck it. I'll go to a junior college in Mississippi, 
does, yep. wins a championship, comes back and says, hi, I'm back. I want to play quarterback. And Kirby Smart's like rubbing his temple going, oh, Jesus, this guy's well, back again. they gave again. him a scholarship. I know. They gave him a scholarship. Yeah. I know. And so he's like, all right, he's back. I guess we got to give him a scholarship. So they did. All right, great. Now he's on the team and he's like, I could start. And they're like, no, you're QB3 at best. And he's like, no, I can really help you. And he just keeps grinding and grinding. And then JT Daniels gets hurt. He gets in there. And this kid starts driving this loaded sports car like he fucking stole it. And he wins two championships. Not necessarily. So the first time he played, he got destroyed by Alabama. The first year he started. And I was like, Georgia will never win a championship with that guy at quarterback. That's what I said. Wow, you're self-reporting. <laughs> you're awful. self-reporting your freezing cold takes. Yep. I really respect yep. that hatch. <laughs> hey, I said it because I watched the game when he played against Alabama, and I wanted Georgia to beat him so bad, and he looked terrible. Right. Terrible. And I was like, they'll never win with this guy. And actually, the next year, they started JT Daniels the first couple of games. That's true. And he then he got back in there in, like, game three, and mm-hmm. then he took the job from there moving forward. Yeah. But from there on, he became the man and two national yeah. championships. And he deal he was dealing last night. Uh, I mean, it's a hell of a story. It's a, I respect it's it from story. an overachieving, right. perseverance kind of a story because he does not have very much of a pro prospect, right? They don't. No, he'll go to somebody's camp. He'll get invited as a free agent. He's not going to get drafted, or maybe some team might draft him the last pick. Something like that, but he'll he'll be in somebody's camp. He's going to go to somebody's camp. He won't make it, but he'll be in somebody's camp. Is he considered too small in the average arm? Is that it? He can move. He can run a little bit. Yeah, he can run a little bit. He's a little more athletic than I thought. He just doesn't have the arm strength. Right. He just doesn't have, I mean, at that level, to be that small, you better be very athletic. Just ask yeah. Johnny Manziel and Zach Wilson what happens when you exactly. are little and not athletic. <laughs> right, exactly. You get destroyed in the NFL. Yeah, or Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was like, or "Well, Bay- he's really small, but he is very athletic, so we think he can work." And no, you're he's seeing not athletic enough. No, you're right. You're seeing the limitations of it, right? Right. Now. So, all right. So there you go on that front. Uh, it's a great story. I call him the Kurt Warner of college. You know, Correct. Like Kurt Warner going to Europe and playing for the indoor league and stocking shelves with the high V and then ended up winning a championship. That's great. But let's get to the 26 year old thing. I want to uh, play this bite here. This is from Mad Dog Russo on Sirius XM about him being 20. Well, he's 25. 25, uh, yeah. But here is, uh, here's Mad Dog talking about it. Come on. Oh, play. Killing me with this. Hold on a second. I have a, not a little problem, I have a major problem with Stetson Bennett, 25 years of age, playing college football. I can see it for one year. Last year he won, uh, you know, Burrow was 23, going on 24, and he won. But 25 years of age, playing quarterback for Georgia, he should have left after last year. I didn't know that he was that old. And I understand we have punters who are 50 from Australia punting. By the way, that can't be true, can it? 50? They're not. He's just He's exaggerating. I have a problem with a 25-year-old playing against 19-year-old kids. I had a problem with Winicky doing it for Florida State. It's Chris. Winky. (laughs) Winicky. Winky. Can you you believe, by the way, this guy is paid $3 million a year. And... A, he claims he didn't know Bennett was this old. And then well, he, he butchers the name Chris Winky, 
Renneke. Right. I mean, right. come on. What he won and on top Heisman? of that, he obviously doesn't know much about college football because there's a lot of 20-something, mid-20-year-olds playing college football. All right. And let I'll me, tell you – Let right, me give you a little ahead. bit more here. I didn't vote okay. for him for that reason, and I understand that Bennett's voter. story is a hell of a story. We all know about the walk-on and told to leave and everything else. I, I understand that. But he's older than 10 NFL quarterbacks. He's older than Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. He's the same age as Lamar Jackson, and it's Lamar. <laughs> Jesus. So it and goes what, on. It goes what does on. What that have to do with anything? Well, here's the thing. I listened to the whole two minutes and twenty seconds, and I'm not going to play it here because it, it it never comes. He never says why it's a competitive advantage to be older, and so I don't know what his point is about why it's such a bad thing. Wanky was old. Brandon Whedon was like 28, so what? There have been other right. examples as well. And he's he's talking about quarterback. Who cares? There's a lot of guys in other positions that are that age. Oh, really? That are playing. Yes. I went to, I'm going to tell you how it works when you go to junior college. So you know I went to junior college in California. So they have what's called, in junior college, they have what's called green shirt. So what green shirt is, is you go practice, you take – Less than 12 credits, because if you take 12 credits and above, your clock starts, no right. matter whether you're playing sports or not. So there's guys that will come practice, take less than 12 credits, and practice two or three years before they even start. Really? Start their clock. And that's because there's other people in the position ahead of them. They are not. They need to gain some weight. There's all kind of reasons. So we had guys, our safety ended up going to Arizona State at Fullerton. He was 24 years old. There's guys in the middle. The rule, the reason why this is in place where there's no age limit, it's back from when the war and all the army players. Right. So all those army players who went to the war and came back to college were allowed. They 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 played college football. They were in their mid twenties. Yeah. Blanchard and all those guys that army was winning all those national championships. All those guys were twenty. Didn't didn't Roger Staubach serve and come back Roger, older? Yeah. No, Roger Staubach oh, served okay. after after all right. after college. But during World War II and during that time period, those guys went off the war and then came back. And then the other reason why is because, you know, our country's kind of religious-based, right? Yeah. So you have all the BYU players. Go on missions. That, yeah. Yes. And then they come back. Half their team is in their mid-20s. That is, that is BYU's true as well. Team. Yeah. So what is he talking about? <laughs> I, well, I don't He's know. He's making I, no sense. Just because they want to, oh, the quarterback's 25 years old. What? What? The difference, if you want to talk about age differences, why are you putting the 18 year old guys against 22 year old guys? A guy that just graduated from high school, that would be a better comparison. I would tend to agree. The one, the only thing that I thought might be a bit of a superpower for a 25 year old college quote kid versus 18 or 19 year old kids would be the ability to focus and really put your shoulder into doing what you do. Sort of a maturity. More mature. Yes. A maturity just, of effort, but there are 19-year-olds who are mature beyond their years and put everything into their sport and have a focus that is incredible. Right, but that doesn't... There, There's nothing out there. You show me some data where it says someone <laughs> 25 is a better college football player than someone who's... 
21 or 19. I know. What's the competitive advantage? What is it? Besides that, you're more mature. You still, whatever you did, you still weren't playing college football for a while because you wouldn't be there at 25 if you started playing college football at 18. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, Kirby Smart had a good bite afterwards. Take a listen. Story, I walked into my little – they got a real nice head coach's office in that room over there. And I don't know if Stetson knows this, but I walked in and my 10-year-old son, Andrew's balling. And I was like, oh, no, somebody's hurt his feelings. Somebody's thrown him down. Somebody's done something to him. I said, why are you crying? You're going to ruin my moment. He said, Stetson's leaving. Stetson's gone. I said, he's 25 years old. He's got to go. Got to leave. <laughs> That's good. Right. <laughs> so Kirby Smart's got it rolling. Um, he sure, looks yeah. he looks funny to me. I was trying to pinpoint what he looks like because I once said you, that Freddie. I'm gonna Ki- tell you. Okay, he, I, I once said Freddie. Ba- he's he's Bobby he's, Bowden. He's Bobby a younger Bowden, Bobby Bowden. Two Bobby Bowden two point wow. The good old shucks people love him. Southern when he comes football in the house. coach. Yep. Oh yeah. Goes in those little homes and talks that good old country <laughs> talk. And I take good care of your boy. I'm from the same place you're from. Now listen here. You come to Georgia. All we're us all bulldogs are a family. We take care of each other. We're one oh, big yeah. family right now. And you know we same got way. we got good players. We're going to teach your boy how to compete. We're going to teach him how to be part of a team. We're going to give him some life skills. And I guarantee you, we are going to play for a national championship here at Georgia. Yeah. So here's the here's here's what you sign right here. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm going to send your boy back. He's going to come to me as a boy, and I'm going to send him back as a man. (laughs) Just like Bobby Bowden. And that's how Bowden got all those players. That all shucks. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. (laughs) Did you see David Pollock tell Nick Saban to his face, George has taken over college football? And Uh, Saban nearly (laughs) choked on his gum? (laughs) Yes. But you know Saban, that just made him work. 80 hours a oh, week now. Oh, yeah. Of, oh, he's going back and just. <laughs> he's like, okay, now I'm fucking pissed. Now Pollock being a right. Georgia grad, and he's right. not wrong. I mean, Georgia's on top of the heap. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, uh, Kirby learned under Saban as his D coordinator for eight years. Couldn't beat Saban for the longest time, but right. finally did. So there's a new monster to uh, to contend with. I don't hate it. Like, there was, I ran a poll today on Twitter, Hatch, about does the blowout you know, increase your appeal of college football, decrease it, or is it just the same? Basically, nobody said it made it more interesting. Only like 3% of the poll respondents said more interesting. 50% said it makes it less interesting because they're so dominant. 50% said, no, it's about the same. I don't mind super teams because Georgia is now the one that people are going to be shooting for. And I'd be willing to bet they're not going to stay on top of the mountain for that long someone's no. going to drag them off, you know? And it also is going to depend on what they get for a quarterback. That's the important part, see, where everyone forgets. It's like, oh, we got this superpower. What you fail to realize in college football, guys are gone in four or five years, and you got to recruit another guy. You don't really know what you're getting. You know, it's it's not it, – your high school to to college is a big jump. And you just don't know all these guys that are five star and all that. I don't believe in that mess. You still have to play, right? You still have to play. And when you get in there and the big lights and and sometimes you don't do well. And so Georgia could fall off the map next year because they just don't have a quarterback next year. They don't know know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't know if they'll fall. I don't know if they'll fall. I don't know if they'll fall off the map. 
Well, but I'm they not, could lose. They, the map, they could lose two lose games, one or two games. Yeah, yeah. right. And, two games would feel like, oh my god, and two games will be enough to keep them out of the last go round of the current four team college football playoff. Oh, all yeah. this, all this gets solved in two years, where you don't leave out the obvious heavyweights. This is what I said about the game. I go, this is why you don't keep Alabama out of the four team playoff because they would have had the muscle to throw punches with these teams. But it's a one more year problem. Right. And on top of that, it's not like Georgia's been whipping Alabama. No, they almost lost to Ohio State. Barely beating Alabama. Georgia is. And and Ohio State State loses their best tight end. They lose Marvin Harrison Jr. They didn't have Jackson and Jigba Smith uh, for the game. And so they came within a 50-yard hooked field goal of upsetting him. So like, you know, and and same thing. Alabama lost Jamison Williams the year before, otherwise they might have beaten Georgia. Georgia might have nothing still as national right. championships. Right. So it's not like Georgia's like on this huge pedestal and they're just right. crushing everybody. No, Alabama's right there. They've barely beaten them twice. Yeah. And and so I think Alabama will probably beat them next year. I'll be fun to I watch. Don't think, I don't mind I watching Georgia's the heavyweights. going to lose two games yeah. next year. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There was a uh, there was a run there by Dabo at Clemson where it's like, oh shit, man, Clemson's a monster now. They're they're right there with Alabama. Well, they've fallen off and they cannot get back on the horse. And why have they fallen off? Quarterback. DJ Iguala Wulila. Whatever his name is. Another five-star guy that couldn't play at the next level. Yeah, he was was hyped. Right, he was hyped. And you know what? They kept trying to make DJ Uyunglele a thing, and they kept trying and kept trying, and they kind of wasted a year and a half, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they're back to having a quarterback, that Kluber guy. Yeah, Kluber looks pretty good. Yep, and that's and that's what I'm afraid it's going to be happen to Georgia. Yeah, I don't mind Dabo. A lot of people hate him. Uh, he's very. I, much, I'm not a big fan of. I him. know. I think he's a fake and a fraud. Yeah, he's kind of fakey, and he, he's a big time thumper of the Bible. Yeah, that's why I have a problem with him. But but I I remove myself a bit, and I just I, I do like the program being a heavyweight. They're the only program worth the shit in that conference, pretty much. At least when they were big. So uh, Jimbo Fisher set an unbelievable mark this year, Hatch, and that is. He is, for the third time in his career, he started the year ranked in the top six and finished the year unranked entirely three times. 
According to research by the Action Network, this has never been done before. He's done it twice now at A&M the last two years, and he did it at Florida State in 2017. That's not a good stat. No, and and that just proves that stop overrating Texas A&M. Well, maybe they and will be this. These other SEC schools, <laughs> they, they put too many of them in the top 25, and a lot of them fall off at the end. Yeah. Old Miss and Mississippi State, all these guys, you know, that they rank, they're not that good. Yeah, I would agree. And look at Tulsa. Look at look what Tulane did. I know. Took out USC. I know. And my my boy uh uh Jayco, who's a big USC fan, or so he claims, did not watch the game. And people are killing him in my mentions and in my email going, Oh, your your boy Jay claims to be a big fan. He just said I didn't watch the bowl game. And I'm like, Well, yeah. that's that's his deal. You know, he's he's not that much of a hardcore fan. I think if you claim to be a fan of a team, you should probably watch the bowl game, even if it's a bowl game you don't want. Right. Yeah. Just I mean, I watched guys play. some of the crappy I watched some of the crappy Fenway bowl that Cincinnati <laughs> played in. You think I wanted to watch that mess? I, I watched the half of it, and Cincinnati had so many guys that opted out. I was like, I watched the half. <laughs> but at least you gave it a shot, though. I did. Yeah. By the way, your uh, your ex-coach there, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, he is fucking stirring up a storm recruiting and transfer portaling at Wisconsin. It's remarkable. Do you know he has brought in now, I'm not kidding, I think it's six quarterbacks. It's at least four quarterbacks. It might be five or six. So many quarterbacks that I'm like, wait a minute. How many do you need or even want? Because it's the weed out process, right? You, this, the, the ones that are, that, that are going to have a chance to play or compete will stay and the rest will leave. Right. But the thing is, he keeps getting guys to agree to transfer in, even though they know they're like, oh, shit, he already got so-and-so, got so-and-so, got so-and-so. This guy, Tanner Mordecai from SMU, is, is presumably the starter. They got a high school prospect who's a four-star from uh, Texas. Oh, and- he got more. And see, he knows him well, Mordecai, because the SMU, he were there in our, they were in our conference. Yeah. He played against him oh, yeah. for years. Yeah, no, he's it's amazing. And I'm just thinking, wow, how many quarterbacks do you really want? But I guess in college – that's the way it goes. I just said before I brought you on, I said the Bears should absolutely draft a quarterback 1-1 and have him compete with Justin Fields. I know it would ruffle a lot of people wrong, but you know, this is something that most NFL a first round pick. What if wait a minute though, but what if say Bryce Young is that dude and you've got that nah. dude for 10 years that you throw Justin Fields away and say it didn't work? Well, then you just trade him and get more picks in. Who, Justin Fields? Yep, if you think that, and because Chicago needs a lot of stuff. They do. So if you think Bryce Young is better than Justin Fields, then you just trade him and get more picks. Okay. I'd keep them both for a year and then trade one. No, nah, it's a waste of a pick. Why? You wasted. Because we'll be, Justin Fields is not going to be worth it sitting on the bench. If, if if Bryce Young takes his spot, then his value goes down. Okay. But and if a- his value goes down, you're not going to get the picks that you want. You, you, you trade him – now or during right before the draft or draft day right where his value's way up and then you get you give away the first round pick 
I mean, you take a, the first round pick and you get a whole bunch of picks for him. In a perfect world, yes, but you don't know if Fields will turn the corner as a passer and become a full fledged QB one, or you don't know if, say, Bryce Young or whoever you take will be better than him. There's always going to be some degree of waste of spoilage in your picks. You can't always do it perfectly. And because quarterback right. is such an important position, I'd be willing to risk some spoilage to get it right by by way of brute force. But nobody's ever tried that before, really. You know, just keep well, picking a quarterback and, and tell him to compete. Dallas did it. With? Dallas did it. With when Jimmy Johnson first got there, they drafted Steve Walsh. Troy. Yep. That's he was true. The first pick in supplemental draft. <laughs> Steve, Steve Walsh <laughs> was just drafted Troy Aikman number one, <laughs> and then they drafted Steve Walsh number one in the supplemental draft. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, uh, your your vibe on the Cowboys making the Super Bowl? Yes or no? No. Because because Dak Prescott and Dallas are too incons- inconsistent. Okay. Way too inconsistent. And nobody's beating San Francisco anyway. Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia's not going to. Well, I take that back. Philadelphia will because Brock Purdy's Cinderella story will be over in the playoffs. <laughs> At some point. It's, it's, it's like the NBA. Yeah, regular season, they half-ass it. And then when the playoffs start, it's a whole different game. And that's what happens in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I say Brock Purdy is in the white Bronco phase right now of his NFL career. Uh, eventually, oh, yeah. eventually, they're going to catch him. <laughs> right, eventually, and he's not bad. I think he, I thought he was a great quarterback at Iowa State. I I was surprised he got drafted so late. Well, and, and here's the thing: he's very prepared. Yeah, but when you get more film on somebody, they start to um, get your weaknesses, and once your weaknesses get exposed, and Brock Purdy, what else? Is, what else can he do? Right. Besides, sit back there and throw the ball. I mean, with a great offense and scheme, which I think Kyle does have. And with incredible weapons, which they do have, you don't have to be a superhero quarterback. You just have to be smart, no. know the system, and, and paint by the numbers. But also, there's something to be said for this kid now has such awesome weapons that he didn't have in college. For right now, the position may be easier for him, even though he's playing at a higher, faster level. Well, actually, he did. He had Brees, Brees Hall. Oh, okay. Yep, but one guy though, he was there. He didn't have McCaffrey and Ayuk and uh, all their and Kittle. No. Fucking Kitt- Kittle, Jesus. By the way, is is Brock Bowers the next Travis Kelsey? No, he's the next Bronkowski. Is that better or worse? I think it's better because he can block too. Wow. Okay. Like like Gronkowski could block. And I don't think he's as big as Gronkowski. Gronkowski's a little bigger than him. But I think Brock Bowers is a better blocker than my man Travis Kelsey. Yeah. All right. I, I got to say, you know, he's from Cincinnati. But I know. I think. And don't forget the other one either. Washington, the six seven two seven oh, pound big o, the big o they call him because yeah. he wears number zero. Yeah, he's a yeah. fucking freak. I, I was in love with him early, and he got hurt this year. My feeling is too much poundage on that chassis to ever stay healthy. He's right, too I big. Agree. 
they're going to cut them at the knees. Oh, God. I mean, like chopping down a fucking oak tree. Okay, real yep. quick, uh, your thoughts on DeMar Hamlin. You played the game at college. You played briefly in the CFL. You understand the risks, the fear of playing when you take a big hit and whatnot. What did you think when you saw that and your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, at first, I'm glad he's healthy. Amen to that. Second, I'm glad they had a – you know, the NFL, I was reading an article that before the game starts, all the emergency personnel get together before the game, and they talk about the plan if oh, someone really? gets hurt. And they find out where, who has a defibrillator, where it is, and they go through an emergency practice before the game. Wow. Every NFL game does that. So they were highly prepared, which I commend the NFL for putting that in place and these guys for having a plan. And they executed it to perfection because they saved the guy's life. And, um, you know, so I commend those guys as well. Yeah, they're studs. Yeah. And it was just such a freak accident based on the information that I, I have and seen that, you know, he got hit at a certain time where his heart was beating, which caused a cardiac arrest. Um, that's the way I read it. Right. And it was such a freak accident that something like that really right. just doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen again. That's for sure. Right. Cause it seemed like that thing is you watch, you're like, well, shit, that kind of hit happens all day, every day. Right. Yeah. But it was just, so, just at the wrong time. Perhaps we don't know, but that said, so, you know, I would assume he's not going to play again. Right. I no, I think he will. Really? Unless, Unless they come out with something saying he has some kind of heart, heart condition, yeah, yep. I mean, that's what guys do. They they want to. They don't. They want to play. Yeah. No, I I, I understand. I mean, you're wired that. that way. Yeah. You know, to it, come back. That's uh, good to see his comeback. And uh, did you see the Steelers and their cardiac celebration this weekend? Oh, that was awful. I mean, and and look, uh, it was uh, uh, Demarvin. Leal uh, came over and gave some fake chest compressions uh, to teammate Alex Alex Highsmith, and he said he didn't even think two and two. It was just something they had done. I didn't know, Hatch, that apparently Madden in the video game has that celebration. And they took. Yes, EA Sports is removing the CPR touchdown celebration from Madden in light of the recent Damar Hamlin tragedy. <laughs> Who the fuck knew that was in the game? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And to think we know a uh, paramedic in Brian Brzezicki who comes on our trip to Pinehurst every year, who's a, a great dude but a goofball, and you're thinking, right. that guy saves lives? And the answer is yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hatch, great run as always. We didn't have time to talk about Colin Morikawa's seven stroke meltdown in Hawaii oh to my John God. Rahm. Oof. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that's golf for and you, I though, love right? Morikawa. Yeah, that's golf. That is golf. All right, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. All right. See you, pal. You All right, there you go. Uh, straight up, honey, really, I'm asking. Most of these niggas think they be... All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. See, I didn't know that was in there. I should have figured that, though. But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, and have yourself a great Wednesday. And uh, that was a good run from my guy, Hatch, via the phone. We'll, uh, we'll have to do some more of that. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Around two. Plans to leave. Throw the keys to little C's. Pull the truck up.
Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.